When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for this episode comes from SaneBox. If you suffer from a flooded email the way I do, SaneBox is your cure. To put it simply, SaneBox helps you take back your sanity and actually get important stuff done. Try SaneBox for free and get a $20 credit towards your membership by heading to www.sanebox.com slash tiny leaps. In this episode, we continue my two-part interview with Laura Co. Get ready, because you are now listening to Tiny Leaps. Big G. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps. Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and uh, yesterday we started our discussion with Laura Co about her concept called emotional obesity, and we left off right around when she was telling us about how to um, audit our emotional state and our emotional obesity. So in today's episode, we're going to continue that interview Um, But first, I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode, for coming back. I really appreciate that. And uh, let's jump into it. I I, I do want to dive into that quote that I mentioned in your intro. I mean, you you said that you found yourself 30,000 feet in the air with tears running down your face. Why? Because by, by outside standards, you we're living the dream. So, so why? Yeah. I mean, this is the, 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 the passion point for me is this outside standard. Um, you know, the American dream, right? Like the outside standard is build it, make money, you'll be happy. And the sad truth behind that is that, you know, I now interview people on the art of authenticity, this podcast I have, and you know, I have a lot of friends in this place. you, You will have success if you build it. From the outside standard, what you're looking at is somebody who made money, who had success. Success is not the same thing as fulfillment. And nobody tells you that, right? That's really deep. Yeah. So I had a ton of success. Everything looked amazing. I mean, I just couldn't have checked more boxes. I'm like doing yoga. I have this business. I'm sold my company to a Fortune 500 Um, I've got a young child in a relationship for 15 years. I've got the house, everything, a chocolate Labrador, right? Like it all is where it needs to be, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm a mess, right? I am completely at rock bottom. And the reason is, is that, you know, we conflate these two ideas. So if you are looking for success, that is, you know, you follow a formula, you go to school, you work hard. You make money, blah, 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 next, 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 get your raises, promotions, whatever it is that you're doing, you will have success. But if you're looking for 
fulfillment, for passion, for um, an authentic life, a meaningful life to you. Um, don't look down that path. And that's happiness comes from fulfillment. It doesn't come from stuff, right? It doesn't come from money. And so money gives you gives you things. And I'm not a purist. I, I mean, I love it. It's great. I can afford a nice vacation or a lifestyle. And there's certain pressures that are off. Um, but that's not happiness. Those are just pleasure points. And so when you can... When you get pleasure separate from your contentment, from your fulfillment, that's when you can start really finding the fulfillment and contentment that I think most of us really crave. So what did you... Because I think most of us, the issue we run into is we sort of go down this path and maybe later on we realize we're not fulfilled. Maybe we're successful, but we're not fulfilled. Um, how did you get yourself out of that? Because I think we, we sort of tend to feel like we're too committed or too deep into this path that we chose. And maybe it's not the right path, but like we can't just leave now and, and have the last however many years wasted. So how did you, uh, from a, an emotional point, get yourself to make that switch? Yeah. I mean, you're, you know, you're, you're getting right into the heart of it. Um, it's hard. And that's where I found myself on an airplane coming home from a client site. Um, I mean, I had analyzed this every way to, you know, that there is to, to analyze. I was going through the pros and the cons and, you know, objectively I could tell this was a great life. And so why am I not happy? Or is it me? What's wrong with me? And I would just exhaust myself. Right. And everybody around me, <laughs> everybody around me is like, here she goes again. Um, and so I, I was on an airplane and I was telling my brother yet again, you know, well, if I do this, then that, and if this, then that, and, and he just turned to me and he said, you know, we're, best friends and business partners. And he said, you know, the world's a big place. Like you don't have to do this. And I know it's odd because it's such a basic thing. It's not like, you know, it's not like a Dalai Lama quote, but there was something in the simplicity of it. Like he wasn't engaging me in all that endless analyzing, like, you know, just the world's a big place, go do something else where I just, I burst into tears and I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing? I, I think I had, I had worn myself out. I knew I wasn't getting anywhere. I was spinning and spinning. I had started reading, you know, a lot about this question of how to have a contented, fulfilled life. I knew I wasn't doing what ancient wisdom would suggest. And so it was in that moment that I just, I just stopped and said, I've, I've got to approach this differently. So when people are thinking things to your question, how do I get out of it? I'm so deep in it. I can't leave now. It's wasted. It's like we're talking about a 401k annuity plan or something, right? Like <laughs> I've, I've put like <laughs> time and investment into myself and I need to get my payout. And it's like, that's <laughs> the point of life, right? Like we're here and we're in a free country and we all have all these options. And, um, you know, people will say to me, but Laura, come on, you sold your company. You really had options. And that's the funniest part about it. I really wish people could could have gotten into my body at that time. You would have thought I had a dollar in the bank account. I felt as handcuffed and as stuck as a person can feel. It didn't matter at all that I had money um, from the, the sale of my business. Interesting. Because 
yeah, I just, I built this, it was mine, how could I leave it? What kind of person walks away? What am I gonna do? Where am I gonna go? This is a great job, what are, you know, like, who walks away from this? This is crazy. Like, I would just go through all those arguments that you just made, you know? I mean, I invested 15 years of my life. It's my business. The business will fall apart. The employees, they rely on me, right? Like, I had so many great arguments for why that was an impossible concept. The only problem with all that analysis is... um, I was having a mental breakdown. <laughs> and so <laughs> you can talk as long as you want to, but if you're not in, you know, full body mind awareness, uh, alignment, excuse me, um y- you'll you will break somehow, right? I mean, uh, I was taking Ambien, I was having panic attacks. Um so, you know, as many arguments as you want to make, it won't matter y- your your system will eventually retaliate and you'll have to make that change and and you know many people talk about that they had they got sick or they just freaked out and they left their family and and you know i mean this is what a midlife crisis is right um you just have a total flip out one day right so is this um is this what you mean by emotional obesity that's what i mean um i i i left and um, first of all, the, the minute I left, it was like a freedom. I knew I'd made the right choice. I was like, how, you know, and we all, it's so cliche, right? We have to, we make the choice. You're like, what was I thinking? Why did it take me so long? Right. <laughs> um, I was home and I started to write this book and I was looking at all the self-help and thinking about how to have an authentic life and how to find that contentment and meaning that I was looking for. And I was like, oh my God, it's all these layers and layers of thoughts like we just talked about, right? Like all the ways I justify everything in my life that got me here. Like I'm weighed down by my own thoughts, right? It's emotional weight. It's emotional obesity. Um, And I think I was like a, you know, equivalent 400 pound, (laughs) right? Like couldn't walk (laughs) around the block at that point, (laughs) like emotionally, right? It's just... um, I would let a singular thought weigh me down until I would be incapacitated to follow my my heart and what I wanted. We will get back to our interview with Laura Co in just a second, but first, let's have a word from our sponsor. Support for this episode comes from SaneBox. SaneBox is the cure to a flooded email inbox. And let's be honest, that's a problem we all suffer from. I know you. You're a fan of personal development and trying to improve your life. I also know that as a result of this, you get a ton of newsletters and email blasts, not to mention any networking or other outgoing email you might be doing. I get it because, frankly, I have the same issue. I can take the time to get to inbox zero, but most of it is garbage, and frankly, it's just a waste of my time. That's where SaneBox comes in. When I hook up my email to SaneBox, they use algorithms and robots and all kinds of other fancy stuff to figure out what's important and what's garbage. They then make sure I only see the stuff that's important by moving the garbage over to a new folder called Sane Later. And not to worry, sometimes the robots don't know what you would consider important and not important. And that's why the team created a nifty drag and drop feature. So if the bot goes through and there's still some unimportant stuff, you can just drop it into the same later folder. 
From that point on, the bot will learn and the mistake won't be repeated. Cool, right? Head over to www.sanebox.com slash tiny leaps to get a free trial plus $20 towards your membership. Honestly, just give it a shot. Having a cleaner inbox is an important step to being more productive, which I know is something you value. So head over to www.sanebox.com slash tiny leaps to get a free trial and $20 towards your membership. All right, let's jump back into part two of my interview with Laura Co. It's so interesting. Like I, I've never really thought about it that way. Um, one of the ways that I, I, or one of the things that I try to do with this show is um, break down what I call sort of the six pillars of, of, I don't know, human existence or something. Um, so you have your fitness, your nutrition, your uh, emotional health, your finances, your career, and your relationships. And um, trying to help sort of pursue balance in each of these six, even though they'll never all be totally balanced at, at all times. Um, but that emotional piece is always where I think I've been the most... Uh, inexperienced. Uh, so just as background for, for the listeners, um, I'm in the middle of trying to figure out, you know, who I am and what it is that I care about and, uh, why I'm doing the things I'm doing. But then also, you know, as, as you mentioned, these layers, just thinking about all of the things I feel like I absolutely have to do and that there's a gun against my head. And if I don't do this thing, the world will end. But but none of that is actually real. Like I could wake in theory, wake up tomorrow and move to Spain and, and just pack up and leave. Like that is a theoretically possible thing. Right. And there's nothing actually holding you back from that. It's just all of that weight that you you've sort of built up over time. We're good at this. I mean, that's the thing that nobody tells you. And what I've sort of become slightly obsessed with is, you know, you go to school and you're taught a ton of information we have a lot of knowledge, right? You go to high school, uh, lower schools. You Some people go to college, even graduate schools. You go out in the world, you learn more and more and more. The world is filled with information. Um, but to your question of who am I, we don't spend any time there. And so when we start to move into ourself to try to understand who we are, all that information comes up and we start selling ourselves on these crazy stories. Like, I can't move to Spain because, or if I don't finish this project, something bad's going to happen to me. And it's not necessarily true. But for some reason, we're incredibly good at talking about the external world and how it's in the way of whatever we need to do or, you know... Um, uh, I can't leave my company because, or in your case, you know, I, I have a gun to my head to, to, to do this project or something bad will happen. And we don't even gut check it. We don't stop and say, what am I talking about? Is this even true? Do, is this aligned with my beliefs? Because when I think we turn inward, at least this is what happened for me and how I now help my clients, there's so much that we haven't coped with that it's overwhelming, right? We are pretty, um, uh, we haven't been doing it since we were 10. So that's what this idea of emotional obesity, layers and layers and layers of these thoughts have, you know, built up over years. 
and it just feels like too much to deal with. Um, so we don't, and <laughs> we just keep piling it on and, you know, and, uh, it just, and we aren't really taught that it matters. I also think, um, most of us feel like, oh, come on, man up. It's fine. Suck it up. It's no big deal. Cheer, you know, cheer up. You'll be fine. You'll figure it out. Like we all talk to each other that way. Um, it's not about cheering up and it's not about manning up. It's, um, about mastering your mental life, about who's in control of your thoughts, you, or are they just like unconscious ramblings that decide your life for you, right? It's very frightening to me to think I'm just having random thoughts and I'm not gut checking them and I'm taking action, <laughs> right? And I'm building a life piece by piece and it's not necessarily aligned with my values. So I, um, one last thing, and, and I don't want to eat up too much of your time tonight, but, um, so you mentioned earlier that, uh, that you have kids or a kid, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know for a fact that, uh, many of my listeners either have young children or teenagers. Um, I don't personally, but, but I do have a, a young niece and nephew that I care enormously about. How do we... Because I've always believed that the way you sort of change the system is to to educate the children to sort of pay attention to these things, right? Because um, that's the generation that'll that'll bring it into the next. So, how do we raise the kids and, and teenagers that we care about to think more about this? Like, do you have anything that you've personally done or anything you've thought about? A hundred percent. I mean, if there's something I'm passionate about more than anything, it's it's um, the effect that this unresolved emotional weight has on your children. And so much like your eating, eating habits affect how you feed your children, your mental habits affect how you can raise your children. And so um, we, I have an 11 year old, I've practiced so much um, and healed and um, learned about myself through parenting. And so you have a, for all the parents out there, right? We, you have a child, it's overwhelming. The first year or two is just slave labor. You're just drowning and staying up all night and trying to keep up with diapers and bottles. And it's just, you know, you've never been so sleep deprived in your entire life. But after a little time, there's this person, there's this tiny, tiny little person there who is in their purest form. They are completely authentic. They are completely honest. They are so ready to say anything, and it's so honest. Um, If they don't want pizza, they will tell you that they don't want it. If they don't want to eat their vegetables, they will throw themselves on the ground, right? Like, they don't have any filter. And that's what we love. We love being around them because it's like this, you know, pure, pure essence of self. And so... um, Dr. Shafale is like my hero on this topic. If you haven't checked her out, uh, Conscious Parenting, I'm, I'm just everywhere I go, I try to <laughs> like pitch her stuff. But the idea is that, um, yes, we want to help the next generation, but the reality is that the best way to learn to parent better isn't reading a parent manual. It's healing yourself and being conscious of your own driving forces, your own motivators, why are you doing what you're doing, and how can you approach your child from a perspective where you honor them entirely for the being that they already are, 
and that their behaviors are what you're here to help them with, navigating the real world, right? Like they don't drive, they'll run into traffic, they'll eat ice cream and throw up and they'll stay up until two in the morning. But who they are as a person, right? That that's whole and that you want to foster and care for that whole human that's in front of you. And anything that gets in the way of your ability to do that, like fear that, you know, that we're not, we're sure that they'll be safe. And so parents will say, well, I, I need to really teach them in the home because this is where I'm going to toughen them up so they can function in the real world. And it's like, we sell ourselves on these crazy ideas probably because we were sold on them. But that's where um, we can really help the next generation is checking yourself, checking where you're coming from. Are you coming from fear? Well, that's not going to help your child. Are you coming from judgment? That's not going to help them. Are you coming from your own self you know, low self-worth. I mean, the truth about parenting is sometimes you see your yourself reflected back in your kids because, you know, you had them, so they're similar to you, and it's like you right. don't like what you see. And, and, and so do you need more compassion for yourself? So healing yourself and doing all this work for yourself is really how to help the next generation because the next generation starts off perfect. These kids are, you know, they're, they're in their authentic true space. Um, if we can get out of the way and not take that away from them by projecting our own stuff onto them, then they have an opportunity to move forward in, in, you know, that real essence they were born with. That makes perfect sense. Um, Laura, I I just want to say thank you so much for your time. Uh, do you have anything that you feel you should say or leave us with that maybe you didn't get a chance to talk about? No, I just appreciate being here and, you know, to everybody listening, you know, I call it the art of authenticity because it's a practice, it's an art, it's just like doing sit-ups, you know, I'd love to do 10 sit-ups and have perfect abs the rest of my life, but the reality is that that sadly won't happen. I have to do them every day if I really want a six-pack, which for the record I don't have, but um, if you want to have, you know, contentment and fulfillment and purpose and uh, feel grounded and whole and safe in your life, it's a practice and it's something you need to work at every day and you can have it. There's no reason not to, but um, it's it's not like I thought it was like turn the key, get there, arrive, and you're you're good to go. It's it's a it's a it's a daily practice, and if you can incorporate that into your life, um, it'll make all the difference in every everywhere you go. Again, thank you so much, uh, guys. The podcast is called The Art of Authenticity. I highly highly encourage you. As you just heard, Laura is obviously a beast. Um, just. You're in the podcast app. Just go over, do a quick search, Art of Authenticity, subscribe. Um, Laura, again, thank you so much for your time. And I want you guys to all remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day, every day. Every day.